0: What are our most anticipated movies and shows of 2024? We answer that question and more this week on Only Stupid Answers. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. To Only Stupid Answers, this is the show where we answer your questions about movies, TV shows, comic books, specifically the movies, TV shows, comic books we might be looking forward to in 2024. I'm your host, DJ Wildridge. With me, as always, is Roxy Stryer. Good morning, Roxy.
1: What's up, DJ?
0: Did you... So today, as I just implied, we're going to be talking about the uh, movies and shows that we're most excited for in 2024, specifically... We decided on eight. Roxy, why did we decide on the number eight? What what importance does eight have in this context?
1: When we're filming this right now, today is the first morning of Hanukkah. Last night was the first night of Hanukkah. By the time you are seeing this, it might be anywhere on the Hanukkah timeline.
0: But Mm -hmm. there are
1: eight crazy nights, as Adam Sandler likes to say, of Hanukkah. And uh, when we were talking, DJ and I always do like, okay, what do we want to talk about next week? Or what do we want to talk about next month? And for Christmas time, we're able to, we are more able to do like Christmas content, right? Like Mm -hmm. we can talk about what are the best Christmas movies or what movies you watch around the holidays. Uh, That doesn't exist for Hanukkah because Mm -hmm. it's just the Rugrats and like pretty much nothing else. So when I said to DJ like, oh, I would love to add to some Jewish joy and, you know, not talk about the state of the world, just talk about things. You know, something that's actually completely not related to that, which is yeah. just the, the holiday and Jews in general. And I, DJ was like, great, let's do it. Um, we might need to lean on you a little bit for it because, like, I don't know Hanukkah stuff. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's because there isn't really Hanukkah media. Yeah. So instead, you're we like, what if we just talk about the things that we talk about, but we have a little Hanukkah twist? So we think, yeah. like, hey, it's not Hanukkah.
0: So, it, for the uninitiated, um, is Hanukkah is more of a, a night game situation, like as opposed to Christmas is Christmas morning. There's a lot of emphasis placed on that. Hanukkah more night.
1: Yeah. So all Jewish holidays are sundown to sundown. So okay. they're they're different in that sense, where I, all of our holidays actually our night and uh, so, like right now is the daytime of Hanukkah, but you don't light the candles until sundown. So that yeah. takes place at night. And most Jewish holidays, I saw this hysterical chart once, which is so accurate. Most Jewish holidays, like the entire center of the holiday is around food and mm-hmm. drinks. So it's like, we're very celebratory people. Most of our holidays have to do with surviving uh, people trying to, murder us and, and kick us out of places so yeah we we like to honor that with booze and food and yeah. so that's why i think a lot of them are at night because you don't really you don't really booze and food too much in the morning so hey
0: it's night somewhere no, um uh, <laughs> yeah
1: totally um but yeah it's definitely more of a nighttime holiday and there's not that much to it like in terms of the celebration of it we like the menorah Um, some people will light special candles for people who have passed away, loved Mm -hmm. ones who have, there's gelt. If you guys have seen that, those are the little Jewish, um, gold coins that are chocolate that people eat and dreidel. You guys have maybe seen that game that a lot of the kids play uh, that usually you win the gelt in and that's kind of like the extent of Hanukkah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I dig it. I dig it. I, I also appreciate when you're talking about being primarily food and drink associated, Wow, that is does require, like, um, you know, the consumption of things. I We, for Spider Verse, Sal and I were just watching Spectacular Spider Man, and there's a Valentine's episode, and characters are like, oh, this holiday is so commercial. And my note to myself was like, every American holiday is. Buying candy or presents or whatever. So having having something that's like we eat and we drink. It's like yeah, get back to the real stuff. Yeah,
1: totally, totally. That's what the Jews kind of tend to do. We do a lot of eating. I, I will say though, some of our stuff is not like it. It's last night we did for Hanukkah, we did brisket and we have latkes. But like every family kind of does their own jam for Hanukkah. It's not like yeah. I feel like I I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about this DJ, but isn't for Christmas, usually it's a ham, right? Like most families yeah. do a ham. We don't have like a universal ham. I guess mm-hmm. brisket's like our fake universal ham. Some people are kosher and you need kosher meat. So there's a whole rigmarole there. Uh, we don't have one thing except for the gout and yeah. the latkes. Those are the two things, potatoes and chocolate.
0: Well, what's interesting, uh, and forgive me if I'm speaking out of turn, but I think what is interesting, um, or at least uh, largely unique, it seems with the Jewish community is when you're talking about like some people do it this way, some people do it that way. You know, it's obvious. It's it's a culture. It's a religious belief. It, you know, it's a lot of different things. Whereas whereas you know um, something like Christianity, where there is a lot of different traditions: Catholic, uh, Baptist, uh, 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 Pentecostal, all that shit. Right. It is still. It is still. It is less. You know. It's. Uh, I would. I would articulate it as a, as less. Um, cultural you know what I mean like it 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 is it is more it is more of a uh specifically a belief system like you've been um uh, you've talked about being atheist you know like you can't really be atheist and Christian that's you know what I mean that's not how that jam works
1: (laughs) well it's um being an Ashkenazi Jew is an ethno religion so like regardless of my my faith or my beliefs my blood if you take it comes up Jewish that's like what my actual DNA in my DNA in my blood so that's the ethno part of the ethno religion uh and yeah I do think that that's interesting too because a lot of people we have this debate all the time like people will ask this question commonly are you a practicing Jew Mm -hmm. and um I don't really know how to answer that question because like Yes, in terms of I celebrate the holidays. I honor the traditions. Yeah. I love my culture and my heritage. I think for the most part, we're a pretty cool gang. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of us really went off the beaten path and fuck that. But like yeah. for the most part, we really got it together. Uh, but at the same time, I'm not a believer in God. So does that yeah. make me not a practice? Is that like the question? Are you a religious Jew? Yeah. But in Judaism, there's le- levels and being a reformed Jew a lot of reformed Jews don't believe in God including my own growing up my rabbi was like I don't know
0: that's interesting
1: I don't know who knows all I know is like here are the Jewish teachings and I learned about like our history in when I went and was meeting with my rabbi once a week like training for my bat mitzvah we weren't learning about God I was learning about like all of the jewish events so so
0: so in that sense the rabbi is more of a of a cultural the teaches you more the cultural tradition
1: he did yeah and he yeah. was amazing about it and um uh, not everybody that's obviously not the experience for all jews there are then orthodox jews yeah. who of course their rabbi is not sitting down and talking to them about cultural events still they probably are but yeah it's more about like you know the religion aspect of it and that's similar to all religions right like the more religious the more christian you are not more because it's not like you're more this i'm as just jewish the, as yeah anybody. but the more um uh, i guess religious devout. you are yeah the more devout you are the more devout christian you are muslim you are jewish you are whatever and of course your teachings look differently but for me my rabbi was like very very um uh, who's to say I mm-hmm. like if you ask me what my thoughts are I think there's something but I don't know cuz I've never been there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Only I've ever yeah. Been no I relate to that cuz cuz I think if, if if pressed on it I would probably say Christian agnostic for me in that I was raised in Christian tradition I still I I did get values out of that that I still find important but my general belief system is I don't know. You know what I mean it's hard to say. It's hard to say. However in in the Christian world if you went to a pastor and they were like, I don't know. It's like, well, you, that's fine, but you should get a different job then. Like, that's not what this – that's not how pastors in the church work.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. And I do think probably most rabbis have a, a sense of belief. Otherwise, they probably would have picked a different job. But yeah. some of them don't. And, and um, agnostic is a better word, DJ, for what I am. I grew up – like, I'm an atheist. Yeah. But the, I do think it, being an atheist is almost the same as saying there is God. Mm-hmm. because it's saying there isn't and yeah i'm not saying that i'm saying i don't happen to believe but that does not mean anything i have no idea i don't i don't believe in um in uh, horoscopes but that doesn't mean it's not real it's not yeah. my belief but yeah. i don't know maybe it seems I, to work for some people
0: i wonder if there's something specific about our cultural moment where it's harder to feel and of course, that's not true of everybody, but it is harder to to feel like definitive about things. It's like, I don't know, man, Leave me, I just let every, let people be, I don't know.
1: <laughs> I think it's like a really solid thing to say, DJ, because I, I think that this is across the board. I used to kind of have an easier time having a strong opinion on something. Yeah. And now maybe it's just with our age and not a cultural moment. Who knows if this is just kind of what happens in your 30s. True. Good point. Like, yeah. Uh, but it's like, as people are changing and developing the world is, I'm just like, I I don't know, my beliefs start and stop with human life matters, it shouldn't be taken so easily. Yeah. And I, I want peace and love for the world and everybody to have the, the day that they deserve, you know, like, no. and that's kind of the extent of it. So it's like, I don't know what to say about, is there a God? And then the follow-up questions of, if there is, what is that? I'm yeah. not ready to answer that. I don't know. I don't think I'll ever know. Mm-hmm. I know I won't ever know, yeah. unless one day I do know, I guess.
0: Yeah, I've been, this is connected to me. This might feel unconnected, but it's connected to me. I watch a lot of um, videos on like astrophysics and stuff like that. And once you start getting into, like the scale of the universe and like your billions of years and the space and the scope and all that stuff. It's like how, yeah, man, it's, it just feels, um, I, I, this is going to sound, I was going to say, it's hard to say you definitively know everything. I actually don't believe that there are some things that I just, I feel are like kind of true. But, but once you, once you get, I think what I mean is when you get to something to the scale of like the concept of God and what that would mean, it's like, ah, You know, you do you, man, as a well, Listen, my, my guiding light as I become older is this, as far as consent. you know, if you're not hurting anybody, consenting adults, whatever, do you, do you, as long as you're not hurting anybody and maybe even yourself, as long as you're not hurting yourself, just don't, you know, uh, uh, you do, you I'll do me and it'll all be fine.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. DJ. But we, I, I agree with that completely. I think that we have to acknowledge in life, though, that there is a day that if DJ and I were born in this year on this day, mm-hmm. that we would believe the Earth was flat with our full chest. Like mm-hmm. if, if there, if you know, if prior to it being proved that the Earth was round, because that's not my field. If somebody told me the Earth was flat and that was the going rate, yeah, I would have been like, "Huh, interesting."
0: Yeah, so, time makes time makes fools of us all. <laughs>
1: So of course we don't know. Like I'm sure there are things that we feel today, like we know this for a fact. Yeah. And that's actually not true. I'm sure no. that one of those things is about something huge, like mm-hmm. gravity. Who the fuck knows? But yeah. like just that's not that's not my field. And uh, we can't pretend to know things we don't
0: know. Anyway. Roxy, tell us your hot takes on gravity. Anyway, that's a long way of saying... It doesn't happy-
1: exist, DJ.
0: <laughs> Prove it to me. Um, uh, for for everybody out there celebrating Hanukkah, happy Hanukkah. I hope you're having a good one. And uh, for our celebration on this show, because it's a pop culture show, is we're going to talk about the things that excite us in 2024. Because 2024 20, is a dark year light in the dark there's something there it's there's something there it works i
1: mean like eight <laughs> crazy pop you, things we're excited for right yeah
0: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. There we go. There it is. But before we get into all that, of course, if you want to watch the show live, if you want to check it out ad free, if you want to check out Patreon exclusive shows like Spiderversity and what we're into, you can do that over at patreon.com slash only stupid answers. If you listen on iTunes, please give us a five star review. If you listen on Spotify, every week we do a question or a poll. Last week's poll was Oh, Well, excuse me. Oh my God. I thought I was going to get through it. Uh, you almost, burp, did. almost did. I was like, Oh, anyway, should they reboot the marvel cinematic universe roxy have you seen this have you seen this already i'm covering really? it as if you can see my screen right now have yeah, you seen the poll
1: no i didn't see the poll, okay. Okay. I, I was just about to pull it up don't actually. pull it up just yet don't pull up the poll
0: yes yes or no do you think our audience thinks they should reboot the marvel universe what does our audience think
1: I clearly think they think no,
0: DJ. You're clearly right, Roxy. You're clearly right. No, got sixty percent of the vote.
1: <sighs>
0: even though you were you were pretty definitive on on, uh, and I think I think made a pretty solid argument. Our audience does not disagree. At least the ones that vote. It's and not that's even a good what I
1: th- want, DJ. It's what I need. It's what it's we what all you need.
0: need. And speaking of peop- the amount of p- percentage of people that show up to vote, segue into our news. <clears throat> Excuse me. So let's start with this a little bit bigger than the other news we want to talk about. Um, if you've been listening to our show, you know, DJ specifically has been sweating whether how the SAG vote's been going to go. Not to say people should vote one way or the other. It's just, you know. I'm
1: sweating it. It's stressful for everybody in the industry yeah. to not know whether you're going to be out of work or not.
0: Yeah, and again, not value judgment on one way or another. Just, you know, just really, how's how this going to play out? So I got this via deadline. The vote happened on the 5th. 78% uh, of the ballots were in favor of the November 8th tentative agreement. So f- what they're voting on is, you know, SAG came up with a tentative agreement with the studios to with end the strike.
1: Huh? They came up with the mm-hmm. agreement with who?
0: The studios. The studios. Mm-hmm. we're not gonna be able pee-pee. to
1: talk about them that much longer dj
0: <amation> yeah i know thank god i don't want to if, if we're up to me i'd love to never talk about them ever again
1: um
0: 2 it's uh, don't like it and uh, they suggest it whatever it doesn't matter the producer actual producers suggested another one since the studios doesn't matter so the, the actors were voting on whether they're going to ratify this agreement. Again, if you've been listening to this show, uh, there has been uh, concern over multiple parts of the agreement, but specifically AI. Um, so they, they 78% voted to move forward with the agreement. So the strike is officially over. Um, the the uh, rules required a majority vote of 50% plus one of ballots to ratify the new deal in 2020 during the height of the pandemic, the last contract was approved by 74%. So this is higher than that. And in 2017, 76% of the voting members said yes to the three-year contract. It is worth mentioning that only 38% of the members voted, which I, when I first saw that, I don't know how you felt when I first saw that, I was like, Oh geez. Then I found out in 2020, only 27% of, uh, 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 SAG members voted, and in 2017, only 15% of SAG uh, members voted. So I guess that 38% mo- number is actually a pretty decent number. But in the grand scheme, that's like, that's like lower than midterm elections. Like that's, that, that's some low kind of, numbers.
1: <laughs> this is kind of a psycho thing to say, but I'm just going to throw it out there. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I don't know. I haven't looked into it enough. But yeah, the fact that there are 160,000 members in SAG. That's a lot. And some people that I know pay their dues. For they've been paying their dues for 40, 30, 20 plus years without that's not what they do anymore for a living. Yeah. That's not what they do. They just pay their dues because are now that they paid their initiation fee, the dues aren't horrible and they pay them just because like they don't want to lose their status in the union and yeah. allows you to get screener, different things, right? I I I kind of feel like at some point maybe you shouldn't be in the union anymore like mm-hmm. if you have not booked in maybe i don't know like a long period of time maybe 15 years yeah then maybe that you or 10 years or like you can't prove that you're auditioning or anything that because that's why i feel like the sag issue was is so difficult is that there's just so many people that are so far apart in the union like mm-hmm. it, it should be working actors that are voting on what happens to the working actors. Yeah. And it's just like, that's just not the case. A lot of the time that my my friends that are voting, I was like, you're in SAG? And they're like, oh yeah, I joined when I was like really young and I just, Mm -hmm. I just have stayed. And it's like, that's not even close to your career anymore. What? Like, I think that's kind of strange. I don't know how other unions work, but it's not surprising to me DJ that such a low percentage of them vote because such a low percentage of them Are working yeah or or trying to work
0: yeah 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 yeah, i agree with you i agree with you i will say people that might not agree with you is sag collecting those dues they're like no no keep sending in the dues please
1: really (laughs) and of course but it's like i don't know then then maybe they can still be in sag but they shouldn't get say in this kind of thing where Mm -hmm. it actually affects people's lives like maybe there can be sag inactive and sag active members and like I'm not saying if you haven't booked in the last couple of years, because being an actor is really hard and sometimes it takes a really long time. But I mean, like if you can't prove that you're auditioning or that you're booking in over a decade. Yeah. Then you're inactive. Then you're inactive. It's like, and the most people that I know that voted, that voted yes. And again, this isn't me saying that you shouldn't vote yes, because I, I am stoked that this went through mm -hmm. just for personal purposes. But A lot of the people I know who voted yes are non-working actors who just want to see movies and TV shows again. Yeah, like they're like consumers.
0: Yeah, Yeah. that's bizarre. Yeah, similar to you. Like, obviously, for personal reasons, very glad that they they voted yes. And I had there was a moment like I was just I don't know how you fell on fifth. I was just feeling it. I was just like, oh my god, you know what I mean? And I was like, did you don't tweet? Your opinion doesn't fucking matter. Keep your thoughts to yourself. And I and I had to like reflect a little bit like really reflect for me i just i guess just for me i really i reflected on it and it was like the truth is i feel like it's a gamble either way and for me personally i really struggle with those like it's one of those like are you because if you go back on strike how many months and then if you're on strike for three more months and then you get marginal gains was it worth that was it worth that loss then again if these issues do prove to be uh, more challenging long term. You know what I mean? It's not there isn't a clear cut. As much as I had strong feelings, I felt like the truth of it was beyond my feelings. Was there's not an easy answer? There's not a this is the correct answer. I felt like it's more of a like it, it, it's a gamble. What do you want to gamble on? How comfortable do you feel that this this agreement's going to cover you for the next three years versus? if we go back on strike, how confident are you that you're going to get the things that you want to go on strike about? And it's not going to be just a little bit better minus however much work you've lost in that. You know what I mean? It's not clear cut. It's tricky. It's tricky. I feel like.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with you uh, that it's tricky. At the same time, uh, I think it's, uh, it. It's like this is a double-edged sword, but we don't know what it looks like until it's in practice. Yeah. Especially the AI stuff. I think it's too conceptually confusing for people to sit in these massive town halls and hear people talk about, you know, one of the main points was like right now it's more expensive for them to AI you than for them to pay you to show up for the day or whatever. Yeah but that's today technology is going to change and shift and alter AI is growing. Right. Like we don't know what this is going to look like. We also, it's a moving train that we can't fully stop. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, there's a lot, uh, it's, it's nerve wracking as hell. I'm stoked that it passed in terms of like, I just, all I want to do is work, but I am nervous that it passed. And part of me was like, Do I hope that this doesn't pass? Because I really think that they didn't do a great job with the language surrounding the AI. uh, Yeah. Especially surrounding AI. And I don't think that they did a great job with the language surrounding AI. Yeah. But I also really, really want to work. Mm-hmm. And those two truths exist at the same time.
0: Exactly, and as you pointed out in an earlier discussion, I can't remember which week we talked about this, but there's also the not, maybe not confusion is not the right word, but like the discrepancy between AI and just general CG. Because I heard some people talking about it, it's like they're going to scan these people and like fill out stuff, and it's and the way they were talking about it, it's like you, but they, you know, when you watch Game of Thrones and there's like a billion fucking soldiers, there's not a billion actors on set. You understand that, right? You know what I mean? Like that shit, like and and it's not ever gonna be they're not gonna they can't it's a little feasibly impossible and then sometimes when it's like well the lane, language is uh not specific enough it's like well but how can consp- it's a general con it's gonna be you know what i mean it's on the one hand i understand what you're saying but on the other hand it's like you can't account for every agreement for every project right it
1: also has to be like predictive language right because yeah you do not know what it's going to look like in this contract is for six years and in six yeah. years from now my guess is that ai looks drastically different
0: is it six i thought it was for three mm. maybe i misheard
1: i think think that in three years they negotiate but they said that they are planning on having this be a six year that they're not doing this for six years or something because you are right in in 2026 they are I believe they're up for renegotiation but I think that they said actually now that I'm saying six I believe that they said something about seven years like we hope that for seven years we're not doing this again
0: well, either way, to your point, I feel like not, not sure. to derail you, it's it's going to be for a chunk of time.
1: Yeah, a chunk <laughs> of time. Uh, the, totally. And you are right. I believe it's 2026 that all of the papers said they said that we would whatever. Um, but I don't even remember what it was that I was saying. They,
0: I, sorry i didn't mean to derail no, you I no, feel you're like right, you're, you're right you're right it was it was um uh, basically the, Although, you well, know,
1: we don't know what the language is going to be in a yeah. few years like we don't know what it's going to look like we don't know what the landscape is going to look like and they tried to ramp it up in the contract for that purpose but i just i we don't know we don't know no. you know like it's a beast and we it will ai take everybody's job across every industry this is a way bigger conversation than the sad conversation, but that's something that we are going to have to deal with as a society. What are we going to do about this artificial intelligence moving train?
0: Yeah. And I do think, and this, you said earlier that, you know, like you you could be wrong. This is my, I could be, I could be wrong. I do get a sense that um, specifically the people trying to push AI, at least right now are vastly overestimating its capabilities uh because the technology we have now that we've had for a while that works doesn't really work like I, I don't know i don't know if everybody else has this experience these streaming apps that we've had for like almost 10 years now each one of them is broken in weird ways like they're in and, and it. so i think that um Which is not to say, in fact, I think this is part of the issue with this technology, these people pressing technologies, and and the reason people pushing back on it is, in some ways, it makes our lives actively worse. Um, So it's not to say that they won't try and push that stuff. And maybe this is me being naive. I've been known to be naive uh, or overly optimistic before. But I do feel like they're going to run into more pushback it's like, well, no, this is just bad. This is bad. And we won't, and not even and not even from an altruistic, I want actors to work thing. It's like, as a consumer, I don't like this product. Give me a product I like more. Totally. Um, and ma- yeah, maybe that's me being overly hopeful, but cool. but uh, to your point, we don't know what we don't know. We don't know what even the next three years, if it's three years, six years, however many years, we don't know what that looks like then.
1: What did you think about the 50% threshold on this? Do you think that if 51% of a union wants to do something that that I mean, this clearly wasn't even close to that. So yeah. it wasn't relevant in this conversation. But I do feel like that's pretty low standards. Like, as long as half of our people are cool with this, that's what the other half have to set suck up.
0: Uh, I understand your point, And I'm and I would be open to to hearing your thoughts on what the threshold should be. I, I don't think know. in my brain. I'm comparing it to at least y'all didn't have like an electoral college. Like, well, the people, the actors in Florida actually have a higher vote than the, you know what I mean? Like, at least, like a solid, like solid majority wins. I was like, that's kind of refreshing, honestly,
1: <laughs> I guess, but kind of like, wouldn't an electoral college make more sense in this than it would in our country? Like,
0: yeah,
1: doesn't it? that isn't there a a big difference in like having rules across the board but the cost of living being so much more in LA and New York than in a lot of the other places that this affects like, yeah
0: yeah
1: <laughs> i'm not suggesting that, that that's how that we do mm-hmm. it but like the the actors that are voting based in Atlanta or um based in uh Nashville or ba- somewhere else yeah they, They obviously don't, it's not the same um, cost of living as this effing city, which is actually, I mean, I don't know about you, DJ, but like my friends are all, they're leaving. They Mm -hmm. cannot live here anymore. It has become insane, asinine. Not to mention the fact that half of the entire city was just on strike or affected by the strike. Yeah, I mean, what did they say that we lost $3 billion, or I think it was $6 billion. Yeah, some there.
0: billions amount of dollars, yeah.
1: And it's like, my waiter friends couldn't stay here because they're not getting the same clientele because they're working near the studios and there's nobody there for lunches. Like, it's yeah. just, uh, yeah, anyway. So I, I do think, 50%, I do think, is probably the right decision because if the most of the people want it, I guess that's what we should do. But yeah. it is kind of alarmingly, even the 78% that did Mm -hmm. that it did pass by. It's like, that is 22% of your members who actually voted. So we know that they are paying attention or at least are like active members.
0: 22%
1: of those people were like, no. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
1: That's a lot.
0: (laughs) We'll see. We'll see how it shakes out. Uh, Hopefully for the best, hopefully for the best. Um, yeah yeah it's 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 it's, uh, thankfully i guess the looking at the silver lining at least the strikes are behind us for now and um and i do think both the WJ and sag um got got good gains and i do hope obviously that we've been focusing on this but there's been labor action across the country and i hope to see more of that because i it feels like we're as a uh, human beings we're facing existential threats beyond like uh you're actually you're right like it's it is ai but the other climate change stuff like that that collective action feels like the only possible way we might dodge some bullets uh so more of that please and thank you um but moving on real quick i did want to in the chat watching live uh jesus or keys, I believe is how it's pronounced. Sorry if I pronounced yes. it correctly. Finally, caught a live live show. Thank you for joining us live. If you also want to join us live, you can do that over at Patreon.com/slash Only Stupid Answers. We love our patrons. In fact, the show wouldn't exist without them. Now, for those waiting, uh, we always love Roxy. Loves talking video games. Love and loves and uh, and this week after ten years since the last Grand Theft Auto, since Grand Theft Auto Five. Uh, we got a trailer for Grand Theft Auto 6 for longtime players of Grand Theft Auto. We know there are three primary locations in the Grand Theft Auto universe. You got Liberty City, which is their stand-in for New York. You got Los Santos, which is their stand-in for LA. This game is set Miami. in Vice City, which is their Miami. And I got to tell you, Roxy. Vice City? Vice City. Uh, and I got to tell you, somebody that grew up in Florida, not Miami, but I grew up in Florida, I feel like this trailer captured that energy well. It's like, yeah, these are the glorious maniacs I grew up around.
1: <laughs> DJ, when I was just looking at those two people on what you were showing me. Yes. Are these is this like a through line? Are these the two characters in all so in,
0: As far as I know, I didn't start playing Grand Theft Auto till four, and I think that's still my favorite of the games. Um each each game has different protagonists. The last one, Grand Theft Auto V, that came out in 2013, um, was the first time you were able to play mo- more than one person. There was three characters you played. So this game, it looks like it's kind of a Bonnie and Clyde situation. It looks like there's going to be two leads. And this is the first time where there has been a female lead in a Grand Theft Auto game.
1: Okay, DJ, let me just hit you with my initial thoughts, knowing Please. absolutely everything and yet nothing about what this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, first of all, crazy that it's been 10 years. I had no idea. Yeah. Guys talk about this like it is still the hottest of video games. So I mm-hmm. thought that there was one of these every year. Yeah. And I don't mean to be sexist here, but when I say guys, I do mean guys because I've never heard a woman talk about this game. Let, before.
0: I like I just said, this is their first female protagonist. You're <laughs> not. As somebody that joy, genuinely enjoys these games, you're not wrong. You're I not don't wrong. Mean
1: that in any <laughs> negative kind of way. I just lit, I have a lot of uh, women who are gamers that are my friends, and I've never heard one of them talk about this, but so this is my understanding of looking at it by this poster watching this trailer and having a brief memory of watching my brother play this when we were kids yeah um so this seems like and tell me if this is what this video game is you're thefting auto
0: so running around
1: stealing cars and stuff you know crime but like fuck bitches, get money. This is a dope scenery. We've got the tits. We've got the ass. We've got all the people that are lit city. There's a party. There's fire. There's people smoking by the garbage. This is like uh, this video game is a vibe. It's like um, when you say Vice City, it's like Miami Vice. This is like a, a total, this feels like we are in the, I don't know, Miami in the 90s or some kind of like Rage face, uh, just enjoy yourself. Not much of a story other than steal the car, get your bitch, move on forward. Am I getting the vibe of this or no?
0: So, for the most part, totally. You totally got the vibe. The only thing that I would disagree with is you're like, when you were like, no story. A lot of people do just play the open role part of it. At least for four and five, the story is actually really good. And, okay, and so it's. There's
1: a through lot, like there is a. What is the story?
0: The story is if you've ever seen any uh, Scorsese gangster movie, Ernie Tarantino gangster movie, yeah. or any one of those, it is those type of of um, because uh, functionally the games are a crime sim, but the stories themselves are kind of one of those like rag typically like rags to riches. Um, uh, Scarface is another, uh, especially in the earlier uh, uh, like uh, Grand Theft Auto. Uh, Actually, I think Grand Theft Auto, Vice City, so probably this one as well. Um, you know, Scarface was a big influence. About so it it is it is about you know getting your money, uh, uh, getting getting the ladies, that sort of thing. But there is the uh, and and typically, and this is an element that I really respond to is there's a lot of colorful care as you work your way up through the crime world. There's a lot of colorful characters you have to interact with and deal with and and work around um but if you're if you're a fan of like goodfellas or pulp fiction or scarface uh you i I, and you've never checked out a gta for the people at home never checked out a gta i actually think you'll find a lot in the stories um specifically um um uh, grand theft auto 4 dealt with an eastern european immigrant into liberty city new york city aka liberty city um, and that's another element that I think the, the GTA games are really good at is American satire, like really poking fun of like fucking aren't Americans fucking stupid. Aren't we all like kind of fucking out of our mind? And it's like, yeah, man. Yeah, we kind of are actually.
1: <laughs> this seems fun. I'm into this. What, what did you say LA was called? Uh,
0: Los Santos.
1: Los Santos.
0: And that was the setting for GTA five. And the reason, one of the reasons you probably like thought there, there was, um, uh, one of these every year is, GTA 5, I think, is where they introduced GTA Online, where you could, you know, there's the main story game, and there's one that you can play with your friends online, and they've been updating that for the past 10 years. Like, people still play GTA, GTA Online from GTA 5. I never, I'm not good at the online play. I don't, you know, I, I like the story, single-player story stuff more, but, like, that...
1: How do you play um, with a friend, DJ, like, if if there's just one story
0: it's a di- it's completely different so mm-hmm. it, that the g from what i understand gta online is almost more along the lines of an mmo you're in you're on the map
1: what's the word but you like
0: uh multi massive multiplayer so if you've heard people talk about world of warcraft this idea that you're in a you're, you're like hundreds to thousands of people all playing on the same map uh with each other doing different things and there are and missions in gta online well, like and even story missions. yeah we're going deep yeah, the, but yes yeah 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 um And so, um, GT online has had a very vibrant thriving life for 10 years, not for me, but like for a lot of people, Um, Yeah, people
1: talk about this all the time. Like there's always somebody I feel like at, uh, Halloween who's doing some kind of grand theft auto vibe. Like this is just, I don't know if you said to me, DJ name five video games, Mm -hmm. just like name five video games. Yeah. This would be one of them.
0: Yeah, what would the other four be? Let's you see if set I can... yourself up for this. By the way,
1: let's see if I can do it. Um, yeah. Mario, Super yep. Mario Brothers, um, Zelda. Yep. Uh, Grand Theft Auto.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This okay, three, so three. You got two more.
1: Uh huh. Uh-huh, um... Okay, let me think. Oh, um, Sonic
0: uh-huh one had a hit tv show on hbo this year
1: oh last was <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah.
1: <laughs> well that was very difficult yeah you want to know why it was so difficult why does a word ever pop into your mind and you're like oh not that that's not yes. that not that mm-hmm. so i don't know why i just kept thinking tomb Raider. Tomb
0: Raider. No, do you, Tomb Raider is one. Oh,
1: that is okay. Yeah. Well, then Tomb yeah. Raider.
0: Yeah, yeah, Tomb Raider is yeah, Tomb Raider a video game, and that was the one reason why I thought you could do five is because enough of them have made probably it into other mediums. That, yeah, I
1: probably could do mo- like I know Walking Dead then has video game too, right? Yeah, like, but it
0: didn't start as a video game, so I would not count it. That. That's okay. All right, fair enough. Fair that. enough. There's fair a lot. enough.
1: There's a lot of things that didn't start as one. Th- you know what? If you're going to say, what's my favorite comic book movie? And then I pick a Batman movie. And then you're saying, but it didn't start as a movie. Yeah. you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: I, I, I'm genuinely in my head still thinking like, oh, Pokemon. Mm
0: hmm.
1: Yeah. You did it. Oh, You nailed Mortal it. Kombat.
0: Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Boom. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you just had said one you were like oh open world like Wars, World of Warcraft world, world of Warcraft
0: There's the Halo TV show so maybe maybe you could have you would have sure. Halo For sure
1: not in there yeah mm-hmm. I've nailed so. that assignment
0: Yeah you did you you, uh, you you demolished it But yeah I'm a big fan of again at least GTA 4 and 5 I'm a big fan of uh I'm I'm looking for I like but see I like movies like Good Time I like fucking Martin, Martin Scorsese like this is my jam um and uh, uh, and they tend to be a lot of fun. And of course, growing up in Florida. And what I didn't realize is, and this trailer, there's a lot of what appears to be like social media videos and that in a lot of cases are actually direct parodies of actual social media, like girl bouncing her butt on top of car, actual social media. Video. That was
1: a sick moment. I was like, this yeah. is hysterical. What am I watching?
0: Yeah. And it's and again, like, I, I don't know what it is about Florida. You know, the people make those jokes about Florida and they're crazy people in every state. But having grown up in Florida, it's like, you're not wrong, man. I don't know what it is. I don't know what's going on in Florida. I don't know why Florida, if I was a uh, smarter or a sociologist, maybe I'd be able to write a paper on wh- what's going on in Florida. But hey, man.
1: <laughs> but there, I mean, there's definitely truth to it. Like, you, you've, I'm sure, heard of the, like, Florida man searches yeah. that people do. You can do, like, uh, anybody, this used to be a, a popular thing to do if you type in Florida man and then your birthday. Mm-hmm. There would be a news article about it. So, yeah. like, if you were like Florida Man, July thirteenth, then you would say like Who's your okay? What's your Florida Man?
0: Yeah, yeah. Whatever yeah. they
1: did on that day is your Florida Man because that's how many articles start with Florida Man does something batshit
0: like. And I'm sure, I'm sure, I, 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 it wouldn't surprise me. Part of that is because Florida has their reputation. We find that stuff more because you know you probably would like type in Texas Man. It's like I'm sure you could find some shit you know there's how many millions of people that live in la or new york city or boston it's like Mm -hmm. you you and i live here it's like we know the crazy shit people get up to here but there is a there definitely is a different uh vibe in florida uh so so i'm excited i'm excited just like i was excited in last game to like when you're driving around quote unquote Los Santos and it's like, Oh, I know this spot. This is the gallery. I know this spot. I'm excited. I'm excited to like, uh, it won't be spots cause I didn't spend a lot of time in Miami, but like run into characters. You're like, I know this person. I grew up around this person.
1: <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. So how many hours is it? DJ? Uh,
0: it depends on how you play. I, I sink a lot of time to open world games. I try to explore every, every corner. Although I will say when you compare, what would
1: be a lot of time, like dozens or hundreds.
0: Um, I mean I think so I just another similarly open world game it's a di- very different game uh what well, I've replayed Witcher 3 and I might have put in I might have put in 100 hours into it wow um and so I wouldn't surprise you Witcher. Witcher. Yeah Witcher's one um, uh GTA would be another one although I will say that the last um Rockstar Rockstar makes the GTA games they also make the Red Dead Redemption games which are westerns typically with those Actually, I did this with Witcher as well, and I still sunk that amount of time into it. They're so big that just for my own time's sake, I'm like, I'm not... They'll present like, you could do like these types of races. I'm like, I'm not going to do those. I'm just... I'm making a choice. Typically, there's that part of my brain that I want to do all the things. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm making a choice in my brain that I'm not going to do those things because it doesn't bring me joy, and I don't have... There's only so much time. (laughs) This is
1: a really silly question, but I was just thinking about it because obviously you have made a, a few comic books now yeah. and of course I know about um your filmmaking stuff but would would you ever make a video game like is that even something that a per an independent person can do
0: when I I, I think more so now when I was younger when I was in high school my original dream was I wanted to make video games
1: oh that did you feel like you would crush that
0: and at the, at the time but see that's the thing is I didn't want to I've never been a math brand guy and at the time mm-hmm. when you, look you had at your read? at the time when in high school there they wasn't like they were hiring writers for games um and now they do but i have no fucking clue how you break into that field um uh and so what i yeah. what i realized was the appeal to me even though i love the medium a lot the appeal to me was the storytelling aspect of it and so i was able to um, scratch that itch or explore that in movies and comics in a way that was saying more attainable isn't, doesn't feel like the right phrasing, but at least there is a trajectory and there is a field of that. Like, I feel like even now, if you looked at like video game writers, you're talking about maybe five people, really? you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're talking about, you know, the guys that the, I the who
1: does that, I think.
0: You know, and maybe it's opened up more, but I don't know. I don't know how. Like movies. Did you meet
1: Lana Pierce? Did she ever come on the show?
0: Is no, that I what don't she does?
1: So. Oh, yeah. Huh. Maybe that's what she does. Uh, she's yeah. in video game development. Is that when you're a writer?
0: I think it could be a lot of things, and it could mean like programming and stuff. And I was just never. I was never good at like the the programming, math, all that, huh. all that stuff. And it's just like I just want to write. I just want to tell those stories. And I just you would um, be
1: so good at that, DJ. Thank you. We we should get you that job.
0: Hey, listen. Maybe if I become a successful comic writer or, re- or filmmaker, maybe they'll they'll give me they'll give me a call. Um, but yeah, it's I it's a cool medium. I love it, um, and I'll keep you. GTA Six is not coming out till twenty twenty five. So wow, stay tuned, everybody. Like it
1: had such an identity. I just like things that know exactly what they are, and this just felt yeah. like it knew exactly what it was.
0: One hundred percent. And and it, and it's one of those things um, that I think would. on the surface seems very um and not that there's not problematic elements to it but like it seems a franchise that people focus on the aspect of of you know you're going around you're stealing cars you're picking prostitutes and it's like there's actually a lot more under the surface there that even i when i played four i was like wow there's actually like a good story here and it genuinely surprised me um cool so stay tuned kids I'll keep you updated as we get closer to
1: 2025
0: to <laughs> 2025 but now it is time speaking of staying to speak looking forward to 2024 that's the next year and we're we're gonna do so here's how we're gonna do it everybody we got a list of some of your stuff that I'm going to read when we're done but Roxy picked four things. I picked four things and I'm going to put Roxy on the spot and have her go first.
1: (laughs) Okay. DJ, I, I've split mine into TV and movies. What you want.
0: You're a TV gal. Let's do TV.
1: Okay. I'm going to start with the number one thing I'm looking forward to. My number one most anticipated thing of next year, because it to me is like, If you lined up my top 50 things I'm looking forward to and told me you could watch all 50 of those or this one thing, I would pick this one thing. Okay. And that's Severance Season 2. Is that
0: next year? Is that next year?
1: It is supposed to be next year. Okay. Uh, So we had Severance Season 1, 2022. Mm. So, so long ago <laughs> that was a very long time ago they actually started filming Severance season 2 pre strike mm-hmm. there has been a a plethora of issues seemingly between the showrunners
0: oh, uh, no. and
1: some some whatever it is which is why i believe they haven't announced a premiere date but the fact that they started filming this prior to the strike yeah. would and and everywhere every outlet is saying this will air in 2024. god i, hope I so. also think there's just no way you can drop a season of severance in 2022 and then wait until 2025 that seems egregious yeah so i we have to believe that this is coming out in 2024 i wouldn't say the top of i wouldn't no, say yeah <laughs> i think we're probably looking at a fall 2024 for this but holy shit, is this like i mean I, you know dj you guys yeah. at home know this is the sh- the it show this yep. is the thing that i am waiting for this had the best season one finale of any show of the decade yeah. this was the mic drop of all mic drops this was a what happens from here moment and yeah. it has been over a year since we had that
0: mm-hmm.
1: so I- i'm definitely gonna b- binge the whole show again before yeah. this I cannot wait to see what happens. I For anyone listening who hasn't seen this, I will not spoil it because this is like the must-watch show of the 2020s so far, yeah. and there's only been one season. This The freshman year was so strong to me uh, that the sophomore season, there's a massive potential for failure here. Yeah. But if it is great and if they figure it out, the payoff could be... It's one of the best payoffs we've ever seen in television. So I'm just living for the for Severance season two this year. Whenever it drops if it drops on December 31st,
0: mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm.
1: care. Let this come out next year.
0: Um, uh, Roxy, you remember when TV shows would come out with a season every year? <laughs> that was that was cool. I liked that. I was, I was into that but
1: did you dj because remember we had to watch 24 episodes of cw shows so. I,
0: b- listen that was on us for the shows we picked but it's just like now i don't know if you feel the same way but now when it's like wait there's already season three of reservation dogs already came out oh yeah that's how most shows used to work as they come out with a season a year you didn't used to have to wait two to three years between seasons
1: the waiting for years for a sequel to a movie works I believe that like an every other year for a movie franchise, people love to like build that anticipation up. It doesn't work as well for television because there's just so much content and so many things in similar tones that when you wait longer than a year, I think you piss your fans off and they get kind of itchy. I mean, obviously we're going to see that that's not the case as everybody flocks back to Game of Thrones and Severance. Mm not saying it's never it never worked but like why you couldn't put a tv show together in a year why
0: i do i do think i i would like to see a little bit and maybe i'm not reading the landscape correctly but um and maybe it's just the stuff i choose to watch maybe that's that it too but it's like i would like to see uh, you know we've got a lot of prestige stuff like severance and house of the dragon Mm -hmm. and stuff like that but it's like i do miss like, I feel like the only comfort show really out there is like Abbott Elementary. It's like that, there's still room for those shows.
1: <laughs> I know. And that show is just so good and yeah. so, for the weirdest word ever for it, so rare right now. Yeah. Like, Abbott Elementary used to be the norm.
0: Yeah. That used to be what TV was.
1: And now it's like, I crave Abbott Elementary because we're just yeah. not getting it.
0: Yeah. And even yes, something like, like the only similar thing I can think of is maybe what we do in the shadows, even. And that's one of those that's like you get like that's so eight episodes and it's, you know, like. I,
1: I don't feel that way about that show, even though I I have seen it um, and I just know it's not fully up my alley. It's it, even I think it's that's like elevated satirical humor. It's not family sit down, watch yeah. the sitcom workplace comedy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Even though people love that show.
0: Yeah. But even like, and I think we're going to see more of this, but even something like, and I didn't really watch these shows, but I think they, they label them as their blue sky series, like USA shows like monk or suits or whatever. And I know I just, I think I saw just an announcement either today or yesterday where USA is like, we're going to make more of those shows. And it's like, of course you fucking are suits is the biggest show on streaming right now. Of course you fucking are. But it's like, yeah, there's even though like that stuff will never occupy my interest the way like severance will yeah it's good to have like you know even though cw shows as tired as we got at them by the end it's like there's still i think there's still space for those
1: yeah i completely agree i definitely agree
0: okay uh, i cheated a little bit oh sorry
1: it's just a big hole right now without those yeah. cw shows that's kind of wild like what yeah. is CW doing right now
0: uh they they were bought and now their their target audience is like 60 year olds i think
1: what what, what what shows do they have
0: Uh, they, I don't know. Couldn't tell you.
1: I don't know a single show for the first time in my life. Yeah. Since G, uh, since WB became CW. Yeah. The channel in my entire life for the first time, I cannot tell you a single show that's on CW. That's weird.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So for my number four, I'm going the opposite. I'm going bottom up. I don't know. Maybe not any particular order. But anyway. I don't I'm have an order
1: with- for the rest of mine. So I that, I just was making it clear that that was my number one. But the rest are just kind of yeah, no order.
0: So this one's actually two comics. I was going to pick one. But there's actually two comics I'm looking forward to next year. So I'm cheating a little bit. One of them is. Um, there's a new Ultimate Spider-Man run by Jonathan Hickman, and I believe Marco Cecchetto is the artist on it. Um, and uh, for those that don't know, the Ultimate Universe used to be kind of like Marvel's clean slate. You didn't need to know as much continuity. They've rebooted it Um uh, and so now it's it's kind of like all bets are off. We're kind of doing the stuff that the main Marvel comic universe won't do. So in this universe, uh, there's still some mystery here. But it appears that Peter Parker is not becoming Spider-Man until he's already in his like mid to late thirties, maybe early forties. He's already married to Mary Jane. He's already got two kids with Mary Jane, and then he gets bitten by the spider. And um, so Jonathan Hickman kind of pitched this as if it were Peter. B. Parker, referring to Spider Verse, if this were like ultimate Peter B. Parker. And it's like, that's fucking great. I wish that was mainstream Peter. We've already got Miles. Miles is around. We've got a movie and a video game showing that everybody loves Miles. Let Peter be an adult now. Miles can be young Spider Man. Peter can be grown up Spider Man and have a family. So I'm excited for that.
1: DJ, you're about to throw a completely second comic book. Yes. That's the biggest cheat I've ever heard in my life.
0: But they're coming out the same time... The other comic book is Vengeance of Moon Knight. There's a new Moon Knight in town. This is from Jed McKay, uh, who's been writing Moon Knight, and his run's been really good. Uh, and so I'm excited to see uh, their their revamp of a character. That's They're okay. coming out the same re- month. They come out the same month, Roxy.
1: Did, did you know what a shamish is? No. The candle that you use to light the menorah mm-hmm. is, an, is actually a, a ninth candle on the candelabra. So. Yeah. You. That's what we're gonna give you. That. Well, you, I think- that's our shamus. Then because you cannot, you cannot just sit here and give me two different. That'd be like if I said uh severance and also morning show because it's also on Apple TV. So just that, stay that's right a good there. example.
0: That's a good. Well, well, also, you know what? The last thing I'm gonna mention is, and I think that should be my shamus because it's <laughs> kind of that is also kind of a cheat.
1: It's a, a massive cheat. I mean, okay.
0: So what's your next one? And I okay. said you could cheat too. By the way,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a movie. Yeah, and uh, it's shocking that you guys know I'm not particularly into animated things. However, every year there's something that pulls at my heartstrings that I'm just like, oh, this is so good. Um, and the one that kind of like unleashed the beast inside me. Was Inside Out, so Inside Out Two.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I cannot wait for this. Like, yeah. I'm a little nervous, kind of like Severance. Where Inside Out is my, that's I, I it maybe my number one Pixar. It is. It's a me, good one. It's it's so powerful. Yeah, and it causes you to like if if you're like me, look inside yourself. Think Mm -hmm. about your emotions, what Mm -hmm. comes out when, how we feel about certain things. And it was one of the movies that I was watching that I felt could have a sequel because we laid that world out and you wanted more. And from what we've seen so far, I have faith that this is going to be good. And if it is great, then, you know, like uh, to me, Toy Story 1, 2, 3 and 4, all good. Agreed. Actually, even liked but uh Lightyear. Yeah, it wasn't same. as good as the Toy Story movies, but like when you love the world that they've created, yeah. they tend Pixar tends to do a decent job with that. Uh, on the other side of it, a lot of people didn't like Finding Dory nearly as much as they liked Finding Nemo. Yeah. So this could be an issue. And also, Elemental kind of felt like, kind of in some ways, almost like a sequel to Inside Out. It yeah, gave yeah, yeah, the same vibes. So, uh, anyway, I just think that this is t- top of my list. Cannot wait for Inside Out 2. Really hoping that this, if if I'm not crying by the end of this, I don't think it did its job. And I could use a good movie on the books so that is going to make me tear up.
0: Yeah. Love into- it. I think I think that's a great choice. I, too, am excited for Elemental. A little bummed.
1: Inside really- Out.
0: Inside Out. What did I say?
1: Elemental, which... Oh you yeah, you tricked me. You,
0: you seeded elements of my brain. I threw yeah, myself off. You tricked off. me, you tricked Actually, me on, purpose. on purpose. How deceptive! Uh, no, by mentioning something else, so then I got myself confused. Um, no, um, uh, buh, 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 uh, I know there was a little. You know, people are a little bummed that Bill Hader and Mindy Kaling aren't aren't returning. Um, but I'm I'm with you right there. I think I think the trailer was great. I'm excited to see what those new emotions are. When they introduce anxiety, I'm like, yes, this movie's already speaking my language. Yes. The
1: anxiety one, there's a reason why it became immediately like, gift yeah. everywhere. Everybody, like, come on. After the years that we've had, mm-hmm. that was the one. And they, so that I do have a lot of confidence in that. Like, yeah. we, that's what we need. And I really, really like Maya Hawk. Yeah. I think she's really good. And uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anx- anxiety is real, my dude.
0: So I think for me, I was, it was tough for me. I was struggling a little bit because stuff, it was just hard to pinpoint what actually is coming out next year. And then a lot of the stuff that I love, I tend to love most in a year. I don't know about, like, I guess I think the Safdie brothers are supposed to have a new movie next year, maybe, but I won't know that until like a month before it's out.
1: Yeah, it's like the A24 movies that we don't know as much about, but then usually are one of my or your favorites. By the way, A24 signing that deal with HBO Max—we didn't talk about that.
0: I did. I because I don't know about it. What deal oh. did they sign?
1: My God, DJ, I'm yeah. not doing my job very well, am I? Uh, all A24 movies going to HBO Max?
0: Good for them. That's a good, good job. Good job, Max. That's a good. Of all the bad calls you've made, that one is a good fit.
1: I mean huge like to yeah. align their brand with prestige movies yet again yeah. to be that the premium location cuz A24 is to me the the number one of the studios creating work like they just yeah. make unbelievable movies and they're backlogging everything too so like yeah there's a movie I've been talking about for a while now called Mid90s did you ever check it out No it's a
0: Jonah Hill joint right
1: Jonah Hill produced it yeah, yeah and it's the um like in the '90s and kids skateboarding movie, yeah. this is a very cool energy movie. Really interesting world, cool vibe, but things like that that nobody ever saw or has a chance to see. Yeah. I'm excited for A24 to be able to. And obviously, you know, Marcel Leshal is like my favorite mm-hmm. movie of years. So things like that that that's huge and awesome. Um, just a great success. I cannot yeah. wait. Cannot wait for them all to be there. What made me say that? Why did I
0: say the HBO? Uh, because oh. I, because I, I point my point being that it was hard for me to pick some certain things, but I did land on and I felt I felt I did some soul searching, and I was like, am I just okay. saying this because we talked about it last week? And it's like, no, I do think this is one of my most anticipated of the stuff I know about, and it is Furiosa. because I love Mad Max Fury Road, and while I am nervous that this can't match that. I also like we were talking about GTA. When you talk about something being like a vibe, it's like I like the vibe. I like, I like, um, I like the Mad Max world. Uh, Even the previous, the before the Four Year Road ones, I like that universe. I think George Miller um, is a solid director. So even if this is a mid Mad Max movie, it will probably be a movie I greatly enjoy.
1: I cannot, and I don't want to say this, don't put too much weight in this, DJ, but I cannot picture this movie not being at least borderline good
0: yeah i think i think the only thing will be it it, does it reach those expectations because sometimes you'll go out of a movie more bummed because you had these expectations for it and maybe that'll be true but
1: you never know going in if a movie's going to be great but i do feel very strongly that this movie's going to at least be good it's definitely on like if i was putting together a top 10 or top 20 list this is for sure up there for me too yeah i hope this is excellent i really Mm -hmm. hope so and i really love that trailer so i think it's got It's got potential for sure.
0: Well, also, I wouldn't mind a Furiosa franchise. Specifically, if this leads up to... This is Anya Taylor-Joy, who's great. But if this leads up to more Charlize Theron Furiosa movies, it's like, yes, sign me up.
1: (laughs) Totally. Yeah, that's what we're here for. Okay, next next on my list. So, I guess both of... Wow, everything of mine is a two. Severance two, Inside Mm -hmm. Out two. This next one is Dune two. Yeah, I uh, I am really looking forward to Dune Two. I loved Dune the first Dune, but I think that the second Dune is going to be better because where we end off in the first Dune, people were kind of bummed that it wasn't a more full story. Yeah, And I think that the second Dune is going to answer a lot of things that made people like, oh, but we didn't get this or this. You know, it's just like a part one. I think we're going to get a lot from Dune 2. And at the very least, it is the most beautiful movie ever. So it's like when you are going into a movie and you are a film lover, you know that Dune is going to look phenomenal. Yeah. And so I'm excited about the story as well, but and curious about it because I don't know. Mm -hmm. I didn't read the books. So I'm excited and curious, but also, like, for me, this is a total eat my edibles, go to the theater, stare at something that is miraculous at the minimum.
0: Yep. Mike Joyce in the chat says, "Uh, here's hoping Dune 2 will do well enough that they can make Dune Messiah, which is the second Dune book, but I guess would be the third Dune movie.
1: Yeah, I can't picture that not. I think that Dune 2 is going to do exceptionally well.
0: I'm looking forward to Dune 2 just because I normally like part 2s more than I like, if, especially if we're like dividing a book or, or a pre-existing thing into two parts. I tend to like the second part more um, because I like that more definitive conclusion. Um, and I do think there was a missed opportunity to call it Dunes, but make the S at the end th- the two just saying just on that feel out like there it's in
1: nice this world dj it's i'm little, just saying that's very gen gen z of you
0: dunes uh, uh so morning. for me uh i guess i'm in a post-apocalyptic mood because the other thing i'm most looking forward to is the new fallout show i think it's coming to prime actually I don't know where it's coming from but uh, but uh
1: the yellow jackets that's ella Purnell.
0: yes uh, she is the lead. She's the lead in it. I, I think the trailer dropped since we spoke last week. So I was going to put it in news, but then I was like, I know I'm gonna, it's going to be in my top uh, four. So I'm a big. Speaking of video games, I'm a big fan of the Fallout video games. I think that world's really cool. Um, I think they're doing something really smart with this show in that, like GTA, um, each Dune game takes place in a different uh it, for those that aren't familiar um uh dune takes place in an alternate reality where kind of like a retro fifties futuristic world that got nuked to hell and this is in most dune games take a hundred ish years um after um the nuclear apocalypse, and there are people that live in these vaults that um survive the you know it's generations like multiple generations have lived in these vaults since the apocalypse, and you normally play a character leaving the vault for the first time and being exposed to the wasteland. Uh, and all the weird uh, inhabitants and monsters that inc- occupy it. So I think it was 4. Fallout 4 took place in Boston. Fallout 3 took place in D.C. Fallout, the show, is apparently in the same continuity as the games, but takes place in L.A. Um, and there's a lot of, like... Uh, weird kooky characters walton goggins plays basically like a zombie sheriff um and and that it's just great that's i love walton goggins and i'm so excited uh to did, see him to do that
1: <laughs> Did the fallout that took place in boston come out around the same time as the last of us
0: uh don't when did fallout 4 come out That's just uh, kind of
1: interesting like that boston was the setting for that apocalyptic show
0: hey listen people want 2015. I'm going to say no. When did The Last of Us one come out?
1: No Last idea.
0: 1. That's the remake. Don't give me the remake when the 2013. Oh, interesting. So so Last of the first Last of Us came out in 2013. Fallout 4 in Boston came out in 2015. Maybe it was packs. influenced by it. Maybe it was influenced by it. Um but yeah, so um you've got like Super mutants, and uh, uh, they're not called zombies, but functionally zombies. And um, and are they called uh, mutants? The super there's there's um, there's so there's a lot of creatures that were mutated by the fallout. One of them is super mutants, and they're these giant like Hulk looking like green people, the Hulk looking people. And there's ghouls that are like zombies, but um, they retain their intelligence. Some of them retain their intelligence, and that's oh. what Walton Goggins is playing. He's playing a ghoul that's also the sheriff of, of a town in this. Um, and then, uh, uh, so there's just a lot of different, uh, factions and if they nail the tone, right, which is kind of like, there's a, there's a comedic bite to it. Um, there's a satirical bite to it. If they nail that, um, and it's from Jonathan Nolan, uh, who did Westworld and I did not love Westworld. So truthfully, that makes me a little nervous. Uh, but I think mm-hmm. if you catch that ball- it? no i i watched season one and i'm like i'm good i started season two and i'm like i this show is too too circuitous it keeps like circling back in on itself i can't and i know in, in some ways that's thematic uh but it just it dro- drove me up a wall so i stopped watching like three episodes into season two
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: uh which is that just not for me just not for me okay so so yeah but looking forward to fallout that's my number three
1: i am are you ready for mine yes i am hitting you with another two yeah second season of a show that dj recommended to me silo
0: yeah oh my
1: dude i think it's my number one i haven't finished my list for this year i'm going to be doing that this week but i think it's my number one show of the year
0: yeah that's awesome
1: it's so good it's funny somebody in the chat mentioned it earlier um saying something something sounded like silo oh leonard said it that um when you were talking about fallout he was saying it sounded similar to silo i think yeah but anyway i i loved this show i think that it is like severance in the fact that the finale made me be like oh i won't be able to live without a season two of this
0: Mm -hmm. because
1: what just happened yeah and because there are the books, immediately I started googling. Like, what is, what were they just telling me? Like, yeah, the, the, what happens at the end? I don't want to give it away to anybody, but visually, is you have questions. You're like, yeah. oh, is this this? Could this be this? What does this imply? What does this mean? Yeah. Uh, I think this is what's happening, but is this what they think is happening? All of those mm-hmm. things, and I love shows that present a question in episode one. For mm-hmm. the audience, through their characters, they try to figure that out, and then by the end of the first season, in the most like perfect way, yep. they answer the question without answering it all.
0: Yeah, but, they answer the qu- the initial question, which opens the doors to other like, okay, so what are the implications of this answer?
1: <laughs> right, like, oh, that's not what I thought that was going to be, and now that that is, what that is, what the fuck is that? Yeah. So it it was so great because it didn't leave you with nothing. Mm -hmm. And it felt like a complete story of a season one of a a chapter. Uh, And I'm just wildly curious about this. It's so well done. It has some of the best performances on TV. Uh, It just is like truly, truly unbelievable. And I'm stoked for a season two, which is again, supposed to come out 2024. No date attached to it yet, Mm -hmm. but it, it seems like this will be, I don't think that this will be even that deep into the year.
0: So. Yeah. And 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 before I, w- I was going to, I would be a little worried, like maybe a show like this is a multiple one multiple year wait, but um, I know for all mankind is another Apple TV plus show that feels totally similar and like scale of show wise, similar to silo. And that's been coming out every year. So it's like, that's right. It, you you got to remember DJ, some shows still put out a season a year. It's, it'll be okay. It's for all mankind.
1: good. Do you watch Yeah, it? I've been
0: watching it. I'm partway through season one and it's been real good so far. And I know I have some friends that love it. Love it. And, and I feel like it's worth pointing out that two of the four things you're most excited for are Apple TV Plus shows.
1: I know, I know. Um, I love what they do. And honestly, Morning Show was like one of my favorite shows of the last few years as well. I love, yeah. love, love what they do. And one of my favorite movies this year was an Apple movie too, Fingernails. So yeah. I I think that they are absolutely killing it for me right now. They might be my number one network. But I would, I'm would i just stoked for this. Speaking of For All Mankind, though, I believe that uh, Andrew Guy, who's in Always Lola, I think he's in an episode of that.
0: Oh, shit. I'll keep an eye out. Yep. Do you know I what season? Know.
1: The, the most recent one? Uh, I think he's in a finale episode of... <laughs> okay something recently <laughs> i'll stay
0: tuned and if you all watch for all mankind let me know real quick i want to save my shamus was that the the extra yeah, ninth one it, all yeah, right yeah. i want to i want to save that for last i'm going to read off i asked in the discord you guys didn't keep it to eight by the way no i'm going to ask i asked you all what you're most looking forward to uh a new guy says supposedly arcane season two comes out in november 2024 if that sticks easily my most anticipated um, I'll say, Arcane season one was real good, so I'm looking forward to that. Everybody has have...
1: been about Arcane, and it's making me want to watch it. But did I think Steph just told me that that show came out like five years ago.
0: It's been out for a while, and yeah. I watched it late. I think I watched it like last year or something, and it had already been out a while when I watched it. So yeah, it's been wow. a wait. Uh, and that one ends on like a legit, like you know, Silo is sort of a cliffhanger, but like you said, like it completes a thought. Yeah. Arcane ends on like a cliffhanger, cliffhanger. It's like to the point where I was like, wait, is that your that's really your last episode? Yeah. Um okay. Okay. so stay tuned, everybody. Jake capture says, Dune part two, Godzilla X Kong, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, Deadpool 3, Joker 2. Wait, what? Mufasa the Lion King? Is that real? And yeah, that's I saw coming. That. Out next I year? was like, whoa, huh? What? All right. Uh, there are a few holdouts too, like Jordan Peele's next movie and Nosferatu. I'm looking forward to that Nosferatu movie. Mike Joyce said, and I thought about stealing some of these, but I wanted to stay true to my my original picks. Uh Mike Joyce said Mickey 17, which is the new new movie from the guy that uh directed Parasite, and it stars Robert Pattinson mm. uh and a bunch of other great people. So it's like that should be cool. Uh Challengers, Furioso, Nosferatu for TV, The Sympathizer, The Regime, The Penguin, and the Boys season four. Leonard Kim says for TV Avatar the Last Airbender th- ooh excuse me Avatar the Last Airbender Agatha Darkhold Diaries That's got to be Is like that a What that's four- called? Yeah it's like the third time they've changed its name.
1: Darkhold Diaries?
0: Yeah. Ooh yeah. Agatha- yeah, yeah.
1: All along.
0: Uh Star Trek Discovery, The Umbrella Academy, Vikings Valhalla for movies Dune Part 2, Godzilla x Kong, The New Empire, Inside Out 2 and Deadpool 3 sonic the, and sonic the hedgehog three Sasik geta said uh kingdom of the planet of the apes quiet place day one argyle are you really excited for argyle sesic are you argyle, i'm so really? excited
1: for quiet place of this list so far uh or all of these joker is so high for me too and quiet place oh my god love yeah
0: that uh also says Ballerina. Is that coming out next year? That's wild. Uh Deadpool yeah. 3 for TV, Creature Commandos, The Penguin, The Boys Season 4, Cobra Cry Season 6. And Clementine says Transformers 1, Island's first animated feature. That'll be interesting. Uh Dune 2, uh, Deadpool 3, uh, Furiosa, um, Andor season two. I Hate to break it you came with that. I don't think that's coming out in 2024. I think Andor is going to be a 2025 joint, um, if that. Fallout, uh, Tales of the TMNT, um, which I guess he says, I absolutely loved Mutant Mayhem. So a cartoon with that cast is an instant watch. Is that set in the same universe? Because I will watch that shit. Mm. Um, so the last thing, run along, I won't, but I do want to mention things that I'm excited for that now that the strikes are over, feels like we should be able to do this. And if you guys have been paying attention, I've been uh, dropping little teases. There will be more at the beginning of the new year. Um, But I'm going to be doing a Kickstarter for a film project called uh, Gunplay. If you go to gunplaymovie.com, you can sign up to the pre-launch page. There's a lot more to announce. Uh little tease, Roxy's a part of the project too. Oh, yeah. So uh, but there'll be full cast announcements in January. Um, a lot on the horizon. Uh want oh, to put- I
1: see photos, DJ.
0: I need to get the I need I I'm I'm still finishing up some of the photo stuff. I decided to make some adjustments, but I'll send it your way. I'll I send cannot it your wait way. to see. Um, but yeah, so there's there we had to hold off due to the strike. The campaign was supposed to happen um like July, uh, August, it, it's July or August of last year. And it just, it, it was this too, uh, this year. That's right. We're still in 2023, what uh, well, it's happening? it's uh, but yeah, it was, and, and do, just due to the logistical um, uh, hurdles around the strike and where we were at within the production, um, we had to wait. We just had to wait. And now that the strikes are officially over, like I sent Roxy knows this. I sent an email uh, out like after, after like the strikes ended and then, and then it was like, you know, I'm gonna hold off doing extra work on this until after the fifth. I'm gonna. <laughs> I don't want to get. I don't want to get re emotionally invested.
1: Totally. Yeah. Um, DJ, what can I say? And what can I say? Can I say I think, about
0: this? I think you can say that uh, cast announcements will start in January, and people, if they want to sign up for the pre launch page, uh, can I say, say that do- I
1: read the script? Yes. Okay, because I just did say that. I love this script. Thank you. I love this script.
0: Like
1: DJ and I went and and grabbed coffee to talk about it and it's so fucking good. Um, it's really smartly written and in a way that I feel like doing the Kickstarter, he is every dollar he's asking for, he's like putting into so much thought into where he is spending it. He I'm saying he, like you're not sitting here. Um, but because of that, like it was written with the fact that it is crowdfunded in mind so that this can be like it, it, we're not trying you're not trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. Yeah. This is like really, truly the perfect way to crowdfund a movie that actually will look like a million bucks. Um, yeah. and I love the script and I think that it's awesome. And I really hope people support it so that we can do
0: this. 100%. And, and like I said, full cast announcements will be January, although a little teaser, Roxy is a part of it. So uh, no, keep that in mind. Um, and then um, also, this is the second time I've had to delay this project. Originally, I was going to do the campaign in 2019. No, this is the third time I had to delay it. I had to delay it in 2019 for personal reasons and I delayed it to 2020 and we all know what happened in 2020. Um, so the road for this and, and when Roxy's talking about the script, like, I think the iteration she saw, I've been writing the script for like 10 years. So (laughs) my point is this has been a long road. I read two. Oh, that's right. God damn. I read one. Well, yeah, you read back in 2019. You read like a way early version. Mm -hmm. That's right. I like that one too. Listen, for everybody at home, there's some people like Roxy and other cast members in this that will be out soon that have been on this journey with me for years so if not for me, for God's sake, for them, support this.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I read I read this before I was a part of this. Um, yeah. Like when you were doing other stuff with it. Yeah, I, I definitely, this is a journey i want to take. But you know what? I feel very confident in movies that you stick with. It's kind of like how I feel. If you just stay at being an actress for long enough, it will happen for you. Like you don't meet any 90-year-old actors who are like, I never quit, but I also never made it. Like if you just stick with it. Um, And the fact that like I I was talking to Jeff Graham this week on live with Roxy about always Lola and he wrote it in 2018.
0: Yeah.
1: And it came out last week, Mm -hmm. like because he was just relentless about it. And you've been relentless about this DJ because you're like, this is it. This is what I'm making. And I'm going to make this come hell or high water. And hopefully people want to help with that. And I think they will because it's stellar. But also, it's okay that it hasn't taken two seconds.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for all of that. Um, And very excited, very excited to tell you all more. Uh, But gunplaymovie.com wait can i put i should have made myself a little banner that's fine gunplaymovie.com you're going to be hearing about it more um in the coming <laughs> months um
1: wait can i put a little thing it is your show you can do it is what, you my want, my
0: issue is i did. got i can create a little banner that i can put up but i my keyboard's over there the keyboard that connects to what i'm seeing here is over there anyway i bungled it but the
1: struggle is real
0: links in the description Speaking of Always Lola, there'll be links in the description. There was a little bit of an issue uh, with last week's link. I updated it. We won't have those issues this week. Wow, uh, did link- you
1: try to sabotage
0: me, DJ? No, it was the, it, there was a, there, on the website, there's like a watch here thing. And I went to that link. And for some reason, when I put the link in the YouTube description, it didn't work. So, the but the, the new link works. Um, the link here will work. Uh, if you want to go support Hi- Always Lola, I highly recommend it. Really enjoyed it. Um... There will be uh, links to uh, Roxy's social media and stuff like that. But, Roxy, where can the kids find you?
1: Everywhere at Roxy Stryer.
0: You can find me at DJ Talks Trash. You can follow the show everywhere that matters at Only Stupid Answers. But on Twitter slash X.
1: You ain't got the vowels from stupid.
0: And we will see you all next time.